When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is the second part of my three-part interview with Natalie Jaresko, the former finance minister of Ukraine, where we discuss what additional sanctions are needed against Russia. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you think that Ukraine will ultimately prevail, and, and obviously the war hasn't gone as predicted, right? The Russian army has had a surprisingly difficult time, has met with particularly fierce resistance. Uh, I'm curious, are you surprised by that? And in terms of like prevailing, like what what is that what does that end game look like, or how, how does how do things resolve in your mind? Well, Ukrainians definitely had the ground advantage, and um, if it if if there was a not no fly zone, or if there was the capacity, a higher capacity to do air defense, um, this war might be over by now. The 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 challenge Ukraine has is the missiles the missiles and the bombing, the indiscriminate bombing. On the ground, you know, it's your home territory, <laughs> number one. Um, number two, you have morale and you have incentive. It's your home that you're defending versus what you're seeing come out of stories of young conscripts who didn't even know why they were invading or what they were doing there, or that they were intending to, to, to shoot civilians and so on. They don't have they don't have the training, they don't have the morale, and they didn't have the direction appears on the ground. So, you know, if it if it's up to Ukrainians, they will defend their land, and I'm not surprised whatsoever, um, to their last dying breath. Um, and you know, you see things like civilians laying down in front of tanks, or grandmothers putting sunflower seeds in the pockets of Russian soldiers saying, When you when you lay down and die on our soil, at least sunflowers will come up in your place or um, in a major um, city that uh, has unfortunately been taken over. Only one major city has been actually taken over. The people came out and protested yesterday in Kherson and, you know, jumped on top of the tanks with Ukrainian flags. I mean, there is, when you're losing everything, there's no more fear. And so it's kind of, um, all or nothing, and Ukrainians are committed. And I think the president has been an extraordinary leader. You know, his unwillingness to leave, his willingness to stay with his people, um, his you know very frank conversations daily with the people have really been inspiring. Yeah, I mean his his conversations with uh, other state leaders. I mean the the images of him breaking bread with with other soldiers or other. Folks, I mean, it's yeah, a, a clearly inspiring figure. Um, want to talk about the, the sanctions? Obviously, there have been mass, massive sanctions levied on Russia that, as you alluded to, have had a, a big impact on the ruble. Uh, tech companies have pulled the products. I, I'm curious in your mind if, if that's enough. Absolutely not. It's, it's been way too selective, uh, too little, too late. I mean, it's a good start, but there's there's so much more we can do. Look, right now. NATO and the United States are saying they cannot do a no-fly zone for Ukraine because that would be, in essence, in their view, entering into the war. I may or may not agree with that, but I understand the logic. So if that's the logic, then we should use all the other tools at our disposal. 
And time is of the essence, right? Tranching it, waiting, thousands of people are dying every day. So tr- that, that's, not, that's not possible. So number one, the sanctions need to be made effective immediately, not later in March. Many of the sanctions are later in March. Number two, they have to be broader. So we've done selective banks, state banks. We need to do all the state banks. And we need to add all the state-owned energy and commodity companies. Similarly, we've done selective individuals. I think you have to get the entire political elite sanctioned and the entire economic elite, all of the members of the Duma, all the members of the government, all the members of the National Security Council, and the top 100 on the Forbes list of Russian oligarchs, until and unless anyone publicly states that they are separating themselves from Putin, who is terrorizing the world right now. They should be sanctioned. Some countries have done more on this. The European Union has done more on the sanctions of individuals. And then beyond sanctions, we need to move to trade. So Canada announced in the last 48 hours that they're going to be applying tariffs to Russian imports, embargo oil and gas purchases from Russia. If not an embargo in full, minimum higher tariffs on oil, gas, commodities. Um, So there is still a great deal that we could do to put pressure on that economy. And the only purpose is to get Putin to stop, to get people of Russia and the elites of Russia to somehow uh, affect his thinking. I don't know whether it will work, but we, those are the tools that we have. We don't, no fly zone is not a tool, then this is our tool. Got it. And what about on the tech side of things? Like what else can the tech industry do oh, to- Oh, there's so much. Uh, to sway, to sway the, the the folks there, especially considering, you know, like we, we've seen over the last few days, Russia has basically cut off a lot of social media, cut off uh, most of the, uh, the international news organizations have pulled out because of the censorship law. You know, what what, still, what else can be done? Still quite a bit. So number one, everyone with cloud platforms needs to stop servicing them and stop providing access to the cloud to all their Russian clients. So whether it's Google Cloud, Amazon Cloud, you name it, um, they need to stop. All business needs to cease and stop. We have to isolate uh, Russia right now in order to have a real effect. There are companies that do business from Tinder to um, to a, a variety of marketing platforms. Uh, you know, there are there are all kinds of software solutions that are continuing to be sold into the market and serviced in the market. Stop, just stop. Put an end to it. Do not help them fuel an economy that in return is bombing innocent people and killing thousands a day. What, what do you say to the argument though that, like, this is what a lot of the companies said initially, was like, well, you don't want to shut down the whole platform because this is, otherwise we would just basically uh, isolate the Russian people and force them to just listen to state-run media. And I, and I set the example that one of my reporters had found that the, the Yelp or Google Google restaurant reviews that the Ukrainians had taken those Google restaurant reviews and had overwritten the reviews with like descriptions of what's going on so the Russian people could actually see it. I'm, I'm curious what you think about that. I think first of all, it's an ingenious. Ukrainians are really creative about getting the message out, so it's ingenious. But um, <laughs> yeah. But that said, I expect you know to be frank that Putin is going to shut down the internet for Russians shortly. And so that's not going to be an option in any case. I think he's creating a fortress uh, and, and, and trying to lock it down in a way that um, that's not going to even be possible. I would argue that those very creative and, and very fun to read sometimes, Yelp reviews and, and others, are, are not making as much of a difference as would 
um, the effect of the isolation on potentially changing how Russian people who generally speaking support Putin. You know, we see pictures of protests, but there's, you know, it's 10,000 people in a country of, you know, millions and millions and millions. To to, to be honest with you, we're not having the effect again fast enough. And I, I really believe the issue is not in any way to punish the Russian people. In fact, it's, it's just about getting an effect fast enough to end the war. That's it for the second part of my three-part interview with Natalie Jaresko, former finance minister of Ukraine. Stay tuned tomorrow for the conclusion of our chat. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>